This is Driven By, a podcast where we explore the intersection between passion and purpose. Sitting down and having conversations with risk takers, change makers, builders, and entrepreneurs to find out what it is that drives them. Hi, I'm Candice. I'm the owner of Homegrown Fitness. I am an Air Force medic veteran, 26 years old from Connecticut. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I think um, I told you this uh, a few weeks back, but... um most recently you have been such like a central point of inspiration for me. (laughs) And I have been so impressed by your openness and vulnerability. And I think that's so much, um, of what it means to be passionate about something and to be able to do it, um, in a really intentional way. So I'm really excited about this conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I want to maybe start by just, uh, maybe sharing a little bit about how you decided to start your own business, um, how you kind of decided that training and homegrown fitness and what that meant to you, um, when you were kind of ideating on it. Um, so maybe you could start at the beginning. Okay. It can be so long, but we're going to try and sum it up because God is great. And I didn't expect this for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I've always been involved in fitness. I've always been like an athlete playing tennis, track, swimming, mm-hmm. roller skating. My mom's swimming and everything. So fitness has never been any component that I've been nervous about. Like you probably put me in something and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. kill it. It's never been like a nervous thing for me. So when I joined the Air Force, um, that was a component that I found as my strength. A lot of people told me you should be a fitness trainer and this time the third. So I got involved in that way in the Air Force. Yeah. So I was able to help facilitate in PT tests. So our physical training test yeah. for the base. I helped um, members enhance their skill or enhance their score in that. And then I was able to work alongside other medics and um, like physiologists sure. to help to help the group or we called it a flight mm-hmm. to be able to succeed in this PT test because that's a huge, you can get kicked out if you don't pass. Oh my gosh. So that's how I initially got my Air Force cert. Okay. Um, we call it PTLA, which is the advanced and they have a PTLB, which is the basic. I have both. Yeah. So it's like so many like letters. There's, I know. There's it's like, acronyms on acronyms. Uh. So when it came to homegrown fitness, I was in Herbalife in 2019. Okay. I had been going through a hardship at that time. I got out of a really lo- rough relationship. Yeah. And I found refuge in the, the, the MLM format. That's where I learned personal development. That's yeah. where I learned, um, that's where I gained a lot of my awareness. I, honestly, like a lot of the speakers that they were introducing me to, I'd never heard people speak like that mm-hmm. or articulate themselves in that certain way. So that nutrition coach aspect, because my mentor, he was a physical therapist in LA or he is a physical therapist in LA. Right. And he just really big, the biggest Asian guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he was just ripped and he would just tell me like, yo, I'm going to show you what to do. And all you have to do is do it. Like, yeah. I'm going to be here for you. So it really helped me build up the confidence. Like, okay, it doesn't take a million certs. It doesn't take a whole degree. It doesn't, you know, sure. take all this stuff because I think I had identified with education more mm-hmm. than like the inspiration that I felt inside of me, especially yeah. like dealing with the military and stuff. So when I realized that network marketing wasn't the path that I wanted to go on, 
Um, I had actually gotten some care and mm-hmm. I was I took 30 days off oh, while gosh. I was while I stepped away and when I came back I was like I want to be a trainer yeah. <laughs> like I I knew that my Air Force career was ending and I didn't it didn't go as planned the plan was I'm going to go to school yeah. and I'm going to get this degree in communications and then I don't know what's going to come after that yeah. but I just felt so called with all the stuff that the Air Force had shown me and then stepping out of that season of my life I was like I feel like people trust me in this. In yeah, this. I mean, I trust you. Yeah, so I don't. You know, I've never trained with you, but I tr- I trust you. Yeah. Like the way that you carry yourself, the way that you um, kind of speak, and it's so interesting to me that you're you were talking a little bit about um, you know some of these experiences that you had where you were hearing people speak the way that they were speaking and the articulating, and I think you articulate so well. So Thank it's like you. obviously something that was like absorbed into yes. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, you know, you brought up something else about, you know, things not going according to plan, but yet your plan was sort of I'm where revealed. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I'm right. It, it redirected me. Every obstacle redirected me right where I'm supposed to be. Right. So when home, I had wrote down, um, I had a roommate at the time and I had wrote down a bunch of names that I, I was like, I want my business to be this name. And he kept telling me, don't worry about the name. Worry yeah. about the meat of it. Like, it doesn't matter what you, you can call it whatever you want to call it. People are going to look at rappers. He compared it to rappers. Like everyone's a baby and it's fine. <laughs> like, you know, so whatever you want to call oh. it, just get this straight. Yeah. So I, I got real clear on the mission and vision. I knew I wanted it to include nutrition. Yeah. I knew I wanted it to include gut health because I've done that with myself and I knew that. And it's something people don't think about enough. No, it's just starting to come up. I like, know. Get, just, you know, like via okay. IG and stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew I wanted it to con- include how I've healed myself. I knew that through my healing, my yes was attached to other people. Yeah. I mean, that's like incredibly powerful. And I, you know, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, did I just get a goosebump somewhere? I, cause that is really, really powerful because your lived experiences oftentimes are what helps shape the things that you become passionate about. So yes. for you, I mean, you've always been an athlete. You've always been somebody that like fitness comes easy or whatever the case may be. So naturally that's going to be a part of your story and a part of who you are. You've then been inspired by all these various parts of, of you and your experiences in the military and having had trained people and having had, had these experiences. So now that that's also stacking up on top of that passion. Um, and ultimately it sounds like we get to a place where you have uncovered, My little baby, uncovered your like purpose, <laughs> which is to essentially help other people like become more well connected to themselves and more connected to this idea that anyone can kind of be an athlete. Anyone can be in fitness. You just have to take time to kind of let it grow in some mm-hmm. perspective. So being an Air Force medic, also working in the hospital day in and day out, I noticed that no shade to doctors or nurses. I love y'all because I, you know, I've worked alongside of y'all. But it was a lot of symptomatic stuff that mm-hmm. was just, you know, what I'm saying. Like the symptoms get cured. I wanted to know. I was the why airman. Yeah. I've always been curious. I've always asked them. I used to get in trouble for talking so much. My mom would always tell me, like, <laughs> she would come back from school and the teacher would be like, "Yo, she won't shut up." Like, <laughs> I had to move her from this girl because all they would do is talk. So, um, I, I carried that. I've always had that with me. So in the Air Force, I always wanted to know why. And, you know, obviously it's, it's what you guys think. You're not really supposed to be asking questions or whatever. Sure. I never lost that portion of me. So with that, I knew that with homegrown fitness, I was like, I need to help people get to the root because if yeah. we keep doing this, like 
bandage thing. Yeah. Like that's why everybody's walking around finding out stuff. And if you just knew and you could deal with it and someone could give you the roadmap as to how to move with it, not totally get rid of it. Yeah. Maybe just accept it, make it better, figure out how to get, you know, make it your friend in a way. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. Yeah. So you, you focused on your mission. You got your vision really clear. You, you were like writing things down, which I think is so important. And like people don't do it enough where you just need to write down the things that are coming to your heart, the things that are being spoken to you, Mm -hmm. because that's how you ultimately determine what your vision looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you get to the name? Obviously that was the (laughs) the later part. How did you get to the name? So my first, first client was my roommate's girlfriend Mm -hmm. and she, I had been standing up in front of her and, uh, verbatim. She was like, is your ass homegrown? <laughs> and I was like, You're like yes, ma'am. what? Like, I've never heard anyone say, like, first of all, I've never received a compliment like that. I was, was just thrown off. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she was like, did you do that yourself? I mean, where, who else did it? <laughs> but I was like, are you asking me if I have surgery or something? She's like, I don't know. You got to ask nowadays. But I was like, yeah, it's natural. <laughs> so I was like, homegrown. Like it just... I have flowers tatted down my back too. So I've yeah. always felt like a correlation to flowers mm-hmm. and, and earth and, and yeah. nature and stuff. So like that, it just stuck with me for some reason. I was like, I want everything in my life to be a healthy homegrown. Foundation. I love that. Yes. I love that. So I know that your program has obviously um, training attached to it. You talked about gut health. Um, what does it look like for a client? Um, what does a client journey typically look like? And obviously every client's journey is like mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. but what does it look like if, if somebody were to come to you and say, Hey, like I want to train with you. I want to be a part of homegrown. What does that look like? So training wise, the physicality, easy. We already have the facility. We already can create a program for you. Like I always say that the physicality is easy, but when it comes to um, the nutrition side, I will be totally transparent. I am still sorting it out because I am not one of those people that just because I did it for myself, I feel like I can do it for everyone else. Everyone has a different body. So I am trying to create a blueprint roadmap that I can use in order to navigate around to help people heal. But I haven't quite sorted that out because I feel like I really just, even though this was developed and this was curated in 2019, I really started stepping into it and started to have the emotional and mental space for it in April of last year when I retired. Yeah. So being in the mindset that I'm in now, I feel like I'm able to teach when I was really just being the sponge for so long, like, you know, experimenting on myself and stuff. So we're still getting that situated, but when it gets situated, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Um, 2019 I'm having, so I've been noticing, I'm having these conversations with people that are so obviously like doing what they should be doing, what God would call them to do or Mm -hmm. what anybody would call them to do. Like they're walking in purpose, but I know that I'm having these conversations with people and a lot of people are saying 2019 was kind of the year. We're like inspiration and and people were sort of becoming more attached. And it's so bizarre because if you think about it, it's like 2019, maybe it was the ideation year. Like everyone was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I have thoughts. I have ideas. Mm -hmm. And then 2020 got locked down Mm -hmm. and I'm really starting to believe, and I've said this outwardly, I really believe that while COVID obviously did a lot of terrible things and it still, Mm -hmm. still is, Mm -hmm. um, it was also a time where we all got to slow down and we all got to, allow some of those ideations, some of those thoughts, some of those brainstorms sort of begin to meld into our bodies and like take action on those ideas. I know for you, you had to, you felt like you needed to kind of pull back and wait until retirement. But I mean, maybe you can speak to just, 
uh, what that journey has like felt like for you, um, what it's felt like to know that this started as an idea and it's sort of gradually grown into what is your business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what that feels like. So the way I explain it is, um, I had found in 2019, I, it, it, 2019 and 2020 really pruned me. I, 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 I really said, I'm going to surrender because I am very type A and I want to control it and I want to know why. And, you know, I'm that person. But I decided I that relationship really taught me like you can have whatever you want like yeah. as long as you use me the way I want to be used. Like I've always said the goal is to be told, you know, congratulations, you good and faithful servant. Like that's what I want to hear. I just want to make sure that. that I was supposed to use what I was supposed to use, what I was given. I don't mm-hmm. want it to go to waste. So, um I I started to meditate a lot. Oh. And I started to realize that I was having words across my seasons. Like certain words would really resonate with me. And those were the seeds that were being planted to tie back to homegrown fitness. Everything yeah. takes seed, time, sow, and harvest. Uh, I feel like you know that I just got goosebumps because you know that's a that's a word. Right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so seed time. So and that was my so that was my seed time. Yeah. It was my time to pour into myself. It was my time to be able to hear the way other people articulate themselves yes. and pick how can I you know make my identity part of what I like about you know what they're showing about theirs. Mm-hmm. Like that's I listen to motivational speeches. E. T. Um, who else was it? Les Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts, T.D. Jakes, Stephen Furtick. Like I was just going Let's over go. and over YouTube videos, going to base, coming back. Like mm-hmm. I needed to fill my cup. Yeah. Um. So that was my seed time. My soul time was 2020. Yeah. So I started to find people around me that were like, yo, what you got going on kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. I think you should do something about that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready yet because I was still in the military and I was just not really understanding how to go about entrepreneurship. There's like sure. two different degrees of I feel like the military is like the ultimate 180. Yeah. If and people don't give you like uh, they don't give you like a pamphlet of like, OK, here's how you go be an entrepreneur now. Like, bye. Like, you're good. You really have to do a lot of it on yourself. Right. Like a lot of soul searching on yourself. Right. But it sounds like you were really intentional about you know, the timing that you were kind of moving through. I dug really, really deep. I started asking questions um, about my childhood Mm. because... Interesting. Yeah. My father is an entrepreneur and I watched him grow a lawn care business from the ground up Okay. when I was younger. And I got to ride horses and meet all these cool people um, throughout Connecticut. And I knew that was in my bloodline because it had... He... I'm a little him. My dad is my best friend. I love that. So um, I knew that it was in me and I was like, what is this? I just didn't understand it at the time. So I was sewing into that, trying to take action and build up the competency and, and confidence yeah. to like take action. Because people believed in what I had. I just didn't believe it, to be honest. Yeah. Because I was just like, am I freestyling? Like, am I kind of just saying stuff and it's making sense? Well, it's weird because I think that happens more frequently than not, right? Is that you end yeah. up having... Assuming you have a good network of people around you and you don't have like naysayers or whatever the case may be. But if you have a really strong community around you or um, a network of people, like they oftentimes see the success within you before you see it. Right. And that's thank God, because then those are the people that are able to kind of continue to motivate you to like drive forward, keep pushing, Mm -hmm. follow through. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness for that, Mm because like, you know, that's that's huge. No, for sure. That's huge. So I think um, 
we talked about how you don't, you don't really get instructions on how to be an entrepreneur. Um, what would you say has been like the biggest challenge for you as you're, you know, stepping into this space or as you're taking on this journey? <laughs> That's a deep question. Um, to be honest, it's, it's, I found this community, the boxing community last year, right? Yes. Um, and Which I, is how we know each other. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Boxing besties. So um, <laughs> I think it's been finding out what makes sense to me mm-hmm. and not letting external noise mm-hmm. of culture like the hustle mentality, um, the, you should be doing, there's a million ways to do everything. It's, it's, it's about me finding out what makes sense to me Uh and being grace paced with what my path is going to look like, because I don't, I don't want my path to look like a 48 hour grind every day. And we, I'm not about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not about, I've lived that life before and I'm not about it. So it's been finding out what makes sense to me and also being forced to look within because like I said, my dad is my best friend, but unfortunately he had a stroke when I was 12. So he lost a lot. He can't really read. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had to relearn how to walk. So if I could have it my way, that's who I would have asked because yeah. I saw him do it. Oh, he and would I, have wanted him to be there, like right. going through the entire process. Yeah. With you. So, like, it, it's also that, like, because I asked so many questions, and because I'm only going to ask people that yeah. I've seen do it already. But I know that this is special. I've never seen anyone do what I'm, what I've yeah. been given in my brain to set out, you know, this mission. So, it's been looking in and doing like what I feel like I need to do in that season. I feel like that's what's been the hardest thing. Yeah, I mean that can be incredibly challenging because, you know, I've, I say this a lot. I don't think people, period, like to be with their thoughts. No. at all. But I think women especially mm-hmm. don't like to be with their thoughts. And I, I, I think I read this somewhere. I don't think it's just materialized into my brain, but, um, I think it has something to do with, you know, the, uh, what we're told we're supposed to be doing with our time, how we're supposed to be interacting with society, how we're supposed to like all the supposed tos. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am so impressed by women entrepreneurs, mostly because I like, you know, I think women are incredible, first of, of all. Of course. But I think... Isn't it Women's Month? It is. is this month? <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, but I do also think um, part of it is because I think it's very easy sometimes for people to rally against male energy and ra- not against, but for male energy. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, any of your approach, your intentionality, I oftentimes think it's because you're a woman. I think some of that is just naturally we're going to be more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not male bashing. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, how would you speak to, I guess, your, your positioning as a female entrepreneur more intentionally? What does that feel like, especially in the fitness space? Because I think it's a male dominated space. I mean, if you think about um, people and their choices about who they want to train with, how many male clients do you have? <laughs> train ladies, man. I'm all for the exactly. ladies. Yeah. Well, and I, I was having this conversation with my personal trainer and she was like, I have one male client because mm-hmm. most men like to train with other men. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that you're not being able to provide them with the same type of programming. In mm-hmm. fact, you might be even more intentional because you're taking it to a nutrition level and mm-hmm. you're taking it to a gut health level and mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be more thoughtful about the plan and program. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that look like for you as a woman in fitness? So I... I know my audience is more drawn towards women. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I am open to anyone that's teachable. Yeah. If you are teachable and you're coachable, then we can work. Right. Because there just has to be that respect there and there has to be that openness and that transparency to understand that, like, I'm not trying to tell you how to do this. Mm -hmm. Like the slogan that I have for homegrown fitness is educate, equip, and empower. I love that. So I want to educate people on, you know, what this can look like on methods and ways, equip you with the tools Mm -hmm. that, you know, as we shape it and you find out, you know, what works for you or what you get along with, you know, you start implementing those tools more and empower you to use them daily. If you found, you know, what works, Mm -hmm. you just have to, if I can make someone aware, then I feel like I've done, I'll I'll be satisfied because I can't make any anyone do anything you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or continue to do anything like even changing like people have to change for themselves it's facts that's it like it's, it's only gonna have longevity if you do it for yourself yeah I can't be in the kitchen with you no. I can't always drag you to the gym I can't always get you to be motivated or I don't even think the motivation feeling like I want to inspire people I feel like inspiration is more encouraging so yeah um yeah, I feel like that's like if you're coachable, male, female, whatever the case may be, we can do it together. But it's it's nothing again, nothing against the males, but you don't find men that often are that are willing to take um even certain type of criticism per se yeah. from a female. Well, and I think we're we're naturally maternal and like yeah. wouldn't you want that in right. the gym with you? Like <laughs> wouldn't you want somebody that's gonna, you know, take mm-hmm. care of you? I don't know. Anyway, what what have you. Um I ask everybody this the one word that would describe like what drives you and you've said it a bunch of times <laughs> inspiration for yeah. sure yeah inspiration has carried me when sometimes when I don't even feel disciplined mm-hmm. like when I can't find that discipline because we we always talk about these layers you you find your motivation and then yeah. if it's not the motivation it's the discipline it's the people on Instagram telling you to get your ass up and you're lazy if you don't know. that doesn't make me feel better no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah. I don't need you to say that to me right now I, I might need a little bit of love right now to say it's okay to do this right now but tomorrow you do have to get up yeah it's okay to take this time take your 24 hours or take your couple hours smooth it out yeah. feel you know respect your body and respect whatever you got going on but soon we need to get it can't be that forever right so I feel like inspiration is that little fire that lights people up inside to say like you know let me let me see how I can change sure how I can and that just inspiration rewires your brain facts Nipsey is like the ultimate example of that to me I love this. Say more. <laughs> Nipsey is the ultimate example. And like, I haven't listened to Nipsey since like high school. Yeah. It did, I didn't take to it um, in high school at the time, but I, I, I heard what he said. Yeah, yeah. I heard what he said. And I'm like, okay, like I get what you're saying. Like, you know, I'm not like that gangster or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I get it. Let me implement that. And, and once I'm real into my artist, so mm-hmm. I'll watch interviews. I'll watch. So just hearing again, hearing him speak, listening to his, his verbiage and his yeah. diction and his attitude and his mindset, like really what your heart carries is what comes out of your mouth. Facts. And everything that sat in his heart was just like incredible to me. And it mm-hmm. just, it made me want to alter my heart. Like, okay, if I can get my heart to get like that, maybe I'll start to speak like that and sound like that. Right. Because it's a hard thing for him. I think, and I think that's why his death was specifically impactful for not, not just one community of people, but like a large, like large sum of people, because I do think that what you just said is so true. He was somebody that differentiated himself in the way that he would speak 
about what was on his heart. And a lot of times you don't see that in culture. You have people that want to portray one thing and like, just focus on that, but everyone carries something on their heart. So, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead, speak mm-hmm. up, speak out. Yeah. I love that. Um, who's your biggest inspiration? Is it your dad? No. So I've been, I have a lot of I'm not going to lie. I'm inspired by everything all the time. I'm not going to lie. I can find inspiration in a lot of stuff. But <laughs> particularly, I would say it's my godmother. I love that. Um, so my godmother found me when I was six months old. Okay. My Both of my parents were working. I'm, I'm first generation. Both of my parents are from Jamaica. Amazing. So um, they found me and I would wail and cry. I did not like people. I was a bougie baby. I said, no, I don't, I don't want to be around nobody else. I'm used to this type of love. Yeah. This is what I want. And they said uh, they couldn't find anyone. And when she found me, when we found each other, I was so calm around her. And oh. my mom was like, yeah, this might work. Yeah. You know, she's she's chilling around you. That's kind of different. Um, they are, oh, I get emotional every time. They are the example of unconditional love to me. Okay. I've never felt love like how I felt from them. Mm. They taught me my faith. They taught me what I feel like moving righteous is. They taught me how to turn the other cheek even when I want to take revenge. Yeah. They taught me that I'm always going to be protected and guided. And I've literally seen my, I have three godmothers. Um, I've seen all three of their prayers really come through for me. And yeah. if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't really know where I'm at for real. Faith seems like it's very important to you. So important. Um, where does that fit in from a inspiration side for you? Or is it more of a guiding guiding light? Or how would you describe its impact on how you've been able to kind of get to where you are today? I would say it's my foundation. It's my root. Love it's that. what I'm rooted in. Um, everything that I want to create or that I've created mm-hmm. is from being rooted in, in those type of yeah values and, and mindset and heart set. Yeah. So that's how it's carried me because I've always resorted back to like, this is what, this is what I'm going to stand on and mm-hmm. this is what I believe in. And this was what reminds me of who I am when I feel lost. Yeah. And that's always what I'm going to go back to. I love that. I think, um, sometimes people disassociate certain things, um, with certain spaces, right? So fitness, oftentimes I feel like it's like, a it's hard bods. It's like screaming, mm-hmm. it's cursing. It's yeah. like, it's, you know, but it doesn't always have to like, you don't have to disassociate different parts of you to be, no. be that whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think again, I've, I've said this to you, but I do think that the way that you have been articulating, carrying yourself and the way that you're stepping into what I believe I'm seeing as your purpose, um, has been just really, really inspiring. And I do connect with you and the, the fact that you are so faith driven. I think that that's like a beautiful thing, um, as I've sort of taken on my own journey, um, to faith. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, one other question that I like to ask people is one piece of advice that you would give, other folks that are flirting in the space of entrepreneurship, um, consider themselves change makers, builders, et cetera. Ooh, that is a layered question. (laughs) I would say, so like I said, um, in 2019 and 2020 with like my meditation, I would, I would, I would feel and hear words mm-hmm. that it like maybe I didn't understand it. Like it it was it was a lot going on. Um 
So the words that have carried through with me that have kind of reminded me of the mission that I'm set out to do when it gets hard um, are courage, confidence, competency, mm-hmm. and consistency. Those are all C words. Those are. I love that. <laughs> Here I am, Candace Chung. Yeah, <laughs> see it out, exactly. see it out. <laughs> it's all C's all the time. Yeah, for sure. But so, they're so intentional. I um, I feel like it's important to be competent in what you want to do. Yeah. Competence creates confidence. So if you know, you know what you're talking about. You're not going to know everything all the time. I struggle with that, like always being like, oh, like I don't, I don't want to be the one that doesn't know and, yeah. and sound dumb or whatever. But you're not going to, you know more than a lot of people when you've committed a certain amount of time or you've taken tests or exams or whatever. You poured your heart into um, help healing yourself, mm-hmm. like you know. So competency creates confidence. Um, I, I think you were watching Euphoria, right? Yeah. So when Maddie said ninety um, percent life, ninety percent of life is about confidence, and the thing about confidence is nobody knows if it's real or yeah. not. Oh my god! You felt that? Maddie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what girl? So and it's true. It's I'm. You know, they say fake it till you make it thing, but it's true. Yeah. Like it's that's what I learned in the Air Force. They would say, even if you get the answer wrong, just say it like you know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, that's that's what politics are, really. Literally. That's exactly what politics are. You know, the competency translates into confidence once you gain enough. Mm -hmm. You gain the courage to act on your competency, and you have to be consistent enough to use it and exemplify it. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. So write that down. <laughs> that is going to be your, that's it. Like we could just end it now because I, I mean, that's, it's real. Like those, yeah, real. and I love C words as well, obviously. I have a thing for a that. Karen with a C. Yes. <laughs> but I do think I, I, you know, what you just said is, is so real. And I think it's each of those words independently are so important. And even in the space of fitness, they're really important, right? You have to have the courage to like put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. You have to have the competency. You have to understand how to move your body. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to do it poorly. Mm-hmm. Consistency, you have to be consistent, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's just so much um, of what you're saying that just translates back into what you're doing. And it's just so, it's so impressive. It's so important. Um, I want to also give you space to kind of reflect on, I know you were telling me about your journey and Mm -hmm. and how you got here. Mm -hmm. Was there ever just like a point, one instance that you can reflect on that was like, "Uh uh-huh, this is exactly what God called me to do? Honestly, I I don't think there was like an aha moment. I think it's always been just yes. Like, it makes sense. It keeps coming up. I can't get it out of my brain. Like it just, it makes sense. I know that when I started to heal my gut health, mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, this, this nobody's talking about this. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. talking about this. Like it, it, that's from my childhood gut problems. Mm-hmm. And then I started to recognize mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, like digging deep, like literally using myself as the study, mm-hmm. that's that was the aha for me. Because yeah. I don't think I ever gave myself that space to even... I was waiting for someone else to tell me how to do it. Once I said, I'm going to figure out how to do it, or I'm going to f- find my way to find the resources, I guess that would be the like aha okay. moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, I... 
don't know, are you taking new clients right now? Or are you? Yes, I'm taking training clients in Alexandria. Okay. So if anyone's in Alexandria, if you would like to commute to Alexandria, I know gas is high. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> it is right now. But if you're going to invest in anything, let it be your health. Because as we've seen over the past couple of years, it's not a game out here. Mm-hmm. The work is going to be there. The, everything else is going to be there. The, the country, I don't think the countries are disappearing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything's going to be there. But if you can't get there or if you can't enjoy that in a healthy way, yeah. then how how we so fixated on that part real quick? Yeah, facts. <laughs> um, okay, so we, how can people find you? How can people inquire? Where Where is all of your information? My Instagram is Candino, C-A-N-D-E-E-N-O-O. And Homegrown Fitness page is Homegrown without the O and Grown Fitness on IG. And there's also a website, homegrown.fitness. And you can also go through Hit Hard Training. We're doing small group training on Thursdays at Culture House. And then I also have openings for small group morning classes. It's no more than four to a group. We want to keep everybody safe. But if you're a morning person, you want to become a morning person, feel good in the rising, (laughs) I'm your girl. So we get up early and we get to work. I love that. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It has been inspiring. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. I love this. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm so excited to share your story. Thanks. All right. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Instagram, driven by underscore blank, share it with your friends, pass along the good word. And for the love of God, continue to acknowledge your passions. Let love be your guide and always walk in purpose. Until next time, I'm Karen, and this has been a conversation about the intersection between passion and purpose.